Good morning. Welcome to Car Thoughts with David, with your host, David Calvert. Thanks for taking time out of your day to hear David's thoughts. Hey guys, welcome to the show. (laughs) I hope you enjoy the new intro and outro. I just recently had those done, and I actually still need to email Ed and let him know that I like the recordings. Um... I got them late last night, and I wanted to put them out and actually give them a trial run uh, right away. I'm probably going to add, like, a little music track to the back of it, um, you know, just so it's a little bit more, um, you know, uh, to it. But other than that, you know, I think it turned out really well, and I'm excited to have that. And thank you guys, because your support, listening to these ads, um, listening to the show... Uh, sharing support through Anchor, you know, and actually supporting the show through Anchor, uh, tipping, which you can do through Radio Public, to those of you that have sent out tips, you know, thank you guys for, for everything. My biggest supporters have been Treek and uh, Seth. Thank you guys so, so much for everything you've done. Uh, Treek is the host of the Morning Star Journal with Treek. And uh, Seth is actually starting his own podcast very soon. I'm excited to share that information out with you guys once he has it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see that. So thank you guys because you made me uh, hiring a person to do an intro and an outro so I can have a definite um, message every single time. Because as you know, when I'm recording normal episodes like this... You know, I intro the show differently than if I'm doing my actual uh, interviews. So this way it gives me a solid, consistent message on both sides. And then I can just start the interviews. I can just start the, the, the show and go from there and don't have to worry about doing an intro every single time or an outro. Let me tell you, it has been a long week. I've stayed pretty busy. I took the week off from work because we were supposed to go on vacation, um, and, uh, turned out, you know, we actually just did a staycation, so that's cool, because I was able to get a lot of stuff done, a lot of stuff taken care of, I've got my book signing lined up, I was able to do my birthday thing where I gave out copies of my book, excuse me, I don't have a box for my birthday, and, you know, it's just been phenomenal. It's been really great, and I'm excited for all the things that have happened and for all the things that are to come. And, yeah, you know, and, and all of this has just been born out of will. You know, just the will to do it, the will to come out here and just say, you know what, I want to write a book. I've always wanted to write a book. Let's write a book and let's do it. You know, I want to start a podcast I think it's a neat idea. I think it's fascinating. Let's go out and do it. And I I did it, you know, by just going out there and doing it, you know. And I'm not trying to talk myself up and say, like, I'm some awesome person. What I'm trying to do is tell you guys that if this is something that you want to do, go out there and do it. Don't let anybody stand in your way. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Don't let anything stop you from, from doing it. Because one advantage we all have right now is that the walls are coming down and you may be like well what do you mean well to get a book published you had to go through so much 
grief and hardship unless you had a book that was so amazing and somebody read it and like, oh, I happen to be a publisher. I'm going to give you a book deal, which rarely ever happened. Uh, you know, you, you had to struggle and, and go through a lot of hard times. Uh, like, for instance, The Wizard of Oz. One of the most well-known stories, even if you've never seen it, you still know things about The Wizard of Oz. Like the flying monkeys, the lollipop guild, the yellow brick road, uh, the good witch and the bad witch. You know all of these things, even if you've never seen it, you'll, you've heard people mention it at some point. Well, Frank Baum, the author of The Wizard of Oz, and he wrote a couple other books, started this whole storytelling aspect of his life when he was running a general store in like Oklahoma or Nebraska or some such out in the wilderness, you know, because this was a hundred, couple hundred years ago. Um, he started all of this out, you know, by he had a niece who had been very sick or she had some kind of uh, health issue. And he would tell her stories and create like these almost like not really bedtime stories it was uh but he would just tell her stories when he had free time she'd come over to the store and she'd say uncle frank tell me a story and he'd start telling her these stories and over time the the children in the town would come over too and they would be absolutely captivated and he just thought oh you know i'm this semi successful shop owner i own a general store in town uh we're not drowning in debt uh, we're doing okay um, and I tell stories to my to my niece and to these other children in the town and they seem to like them and finally his wife convinced him to write all the stuff down because he wanted to he wanted to write a book but she convinced him to finally go ahead and do it and he went out wrote the book um and started trying to sell it to people. And nobody wanted it. It was too crazy. It was too scary. It was too much for that time. Nobody wanted to touch it. He eventually got introduced to an illustrator who helped draw up the characters. And actually illustrate the book. And eventually... After some time and a lot of struggle and a lot of hardship, he finally got somebody who was interested in his book enough to publish it. But it took years. It took years to accomplish. And even today, a lot of people who go through actual traditional publishers, it's the same way. Little has changed. I submitted my book to probably 15 or 20 publishers. So far, I've only heard back from two of them. So out of, out of, let's just say it was 20. It was probably 20 or 18, 19 anyway. So out of 20 people, I got responses back from two of them. About five of them I know, according to, because you can get status updates when you submit a book online. It'll tell you if it's been like reviewed or looked at or whatever. About five of them 
haven't even looked at the book as far as my confirmation of being able to actually see that they've not even opened it. They've not even cracked it open. So I started writing this book in May, the end of May, um, and, and, you know, finished it in December, um, submitted it. Here we are, it's February, and they haven't even so much as looked at it yet. Okay. And then I've had the two people that responded said, no, they're not interested. Well, one said he wa- she wasn't interested. The other guy just rejected it. Like, I mean, I submitted it, and like 10 minutes later, it was rejected. Like, so he just, he didn't even look at it. He's just like, psh, rejected. So, and then the other, the rest of them, everybody else, the other 13 publishers, don't know if they've looked at it or not, don't know if they've reviewed it or not, don't know if they've approved it, don't know if they've not approved it. I've heard absolutely nothing from them. So, that's pretty much the same type of thing that, that, um, Frank went through with getting his book. He, he submitted everywhere, heard nothing, heard nothing. Finally, after years of waiting, he heard something. And the Wizard of Oz, a, the beloved children's story, um, that's, you know, like one of the top grossing movies in history. I mean, obviously that's changing now that you know, other movies, and there's more people on Earth, so ticket sales, but if you go and figure in everything for inflation, it's still pretty high on the list of movies. Would have never happened if he wouldn't have been persistent at constantly beating his head against the wall until he finally made it happen. With the internet, you don't have to worry about that, because there are self-publishers. There's Amazon, which is a free option, which you don't own, like, all the rights to your book as far as publishing it elsewhere like you would if you went through an, another self-publisher <clears throat> but there are self-publishers out there where literally for three or four hundred bucks you can put your book out you know and it goes up to you know you can spend a couple grand depending on you know the services they offer there are some that guarantee that you'll be on the Amazon top you know you'll be Amazon bestseller you know, you can actually buy your bestseller ranking. Um, you know, so that's, uh, you know, an option as well. I chose to publish through Amazon because I didn't have to pay anything up front. And everybody who's picked up one of my books are like, wow, these are incredible. And this is one thing. This is one thing that's a key piece of important information for you guys. When you are selling your book to someone... Nobody has asked me, and I've heard this from many authors, nobody's asked me, like, oh, is this self-published? They don't care. They see the book, they see how nice it looks, and they're like, wow, this is a really nice book, and you sign it for them, and they don't care. That's not a thing. So don't think that people are going to look at you as, like, a third-rate citizen, or or you've got, like, a third eye or a you know, third arm or something. You know, like you're some kind of a freak or something because you self-publish your book. Most people don't care. If the book, if the quality of the book is there, they don't care about the rest. Now, granted, for like, you know, a lot of my books, I did not have them professionally edited. And the reason for that was is because I wanted it to be my words. 
you know, my story, my words. Like, like, excuse me, I don't have a box. I did not have that edited. You know, and I'm sure that if there's any writers listening, they're going to be like, <gasps> but I didn't. It was my story. I don't want someone else telling my story. That's, that's for when I'm dead. <laughs> you know, when I'm dead, sure, other people can tell my story. That's fine. But as long as there's still breath in these lungs and my fingers can still type on the keyboard, my story is my story. So I didn't want people going around changing words, changing sentences like, oh, this sentence doesn't flow well. Well, the sentence is written the way I, as the author of my book that's telling my story and trying to inspire you guys to tell yours, I don't want those words to be changed. I don't want those sentences to be changed. I want it to be you know, me, 100% me, and, um, so, yeah, um, but at the same time, if you're writing, like, a science fiction novel, yeah, you probably want to get it edited, (laughs) so that it'll it'll be high enough quality where people will be like, wow, this is well written, this guy's, he's got something, um, and my writing did improve drastically as I went through the process of writing a book, um, you know, it did improve because I started seeing where I was making mistakes <clears throat> and I started correcting that stuff. So you do get better over time, but you know, sometimes it depends on the book. You know, if you're writing poetry, like my good friend, Kat Lemkul, who I interviewed on the show uh, last year, you definitely take a listen to that episode. She's wrote, written two poetry books. You don't edit poetry. Poetry is poetry. You know, you don't change. <laughs> you you wouldn't go and get a Picasso and and uh, cut parts off of it that you didn't like. You bought a Picasso because you were buying a Picasso. You don't go buy a Ferrari and like knock off the side view mirrors and key the left door. You know because you're trying to to fix it. You know, that's a piece of art, you know, um, and, uh, or whatever your car of choice is, Bugatti, Lamborghini, uh, Toyota, I don't know, whatever, whatever you look at as the epitome of like your dream car, you know, a Subaru Impreza, you know, whatever the case is, you don't go knock crap off of it. You know, you might add stuff to it, but, you know, to individualize it, but, you know, you're not going to take stuff out of it. And, um, you know, so what I'm, what I'm saying all of that for is, is don't be intimidated by the fact that you think you have to perform a certain way to make something happen. You know, there's software out there to help you. There's programs. There are people that can help you. You can hire an editor. Uh, There are a lot of great editors out there that work for a very nominal fee. Um, When it came to writing my science fiction novel, I got so blessed because the guy actually edited my book for free so that he could get the exposure of being a book editor and actually calling himself a book editor and say, hey, if you want to see my work, buy David's book. This is what my editing looks like. You know, this is is post-edit. And, you know, so I was, I was really blessed to meet a guy who wanted to break into book editing. And 
I gave him the opportunity, and the book turned out really well. So, you know, don't think that everything has to be, you know, set in stone. There, you, you can definitely shop around. There are plenty of editing agencies. A lot of the self-publishing companies will edit as well for a pretty nominal fee. They'll lay out the book for you, you know, um... The company I was looking at going through for publishing, um, you know, Hurtling Towards Home, A Story of Hope, which was Lulu.com. They have services for just about everything you can need, aside from obviously writing. Well, I think they had ghostwriting. But, um, but, you know, for everything else, once you get the book, you could literally send it to them in the, in the form that it is and pay them and they'll do all the rest to make the book happen, you know, the editing, the, the, the formatting, the, the, everything that needs to be done to get it out, and it's not that expensive, so, um, you know, there are definitely a lot of pros and cons to each one, uh, so, you know, definitely learn everything you can about each one and, and shop around, you know. When it comes to podcasting, if you're wanting to start a podcast and you're not sure it's something that you're really going to be into, don't go to like SoundCloud and, and buy a subscription. Don't go to don't go to uh, Libsyn and buy a subscription. Go to Podbean. Go to Anchor. Go to one of the free um, options and try it. And if you like it, you can always move your podcast to a different hosting platform later on down the road. Like eventually. You know, I've thought about moving to Libsyn or to SoundCloud. But now that Spotify's bought Anchor, I think I'm going to probably stay where I'm at. Because Spotify is huge. So they would be definitely a good parent company for Anchor. And they're trying to get into the the podcasting hardcore, which means they're going to really promote the heck out of their podcasting platform that they just spent all that money on, which is Anchor. <laughs> and they bought another one, which I've never heard of before. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, those options are out there. You know, if you're wanting to get into film, there are a lot of people who have done a lot of really amazing stuff and made a lot of money making stuff and putting it on YouTube. You know, I mean, look at all these YouTube stars. Where were they, you know, 10 years ago? They were posting videos to YouTube, you know, and then they got famous, and then now they, that's what they do, this is their job, so, you know, don't think that you have to think like the old way, like, oh, I've got to go out to LA to become an, you know, an actor or an actress, it's not the case anymore, you can be anywhere on earth, you just got to use your ingenuity, you got to go out there, put something together, get some friends <clears throat> and somebody who's pretty decent with a camera and start recording. And all you need is that one video to go viral to get people interested in what you're doing and then just keep doing it and uh, keep growing. I mean, you know, look at The Expanse. Nobody wanted to pick The Expanse up uh, when it got canceled by Sci-Fi. And the fans were like, oh, this is such a great show, which it is. If you like, like, Game of Thrones, 
if you like like science fiction like Battlestar Galactica, <clears throat> you would like The Expanse. It's definitely really cool. So Amazon saw the uproar, and they said, hey, this show could be really well for us. We're looking for good shows. We're trying to build up our our shows. And this is the one that's already ready-made. All we have to do is get the script writers to come in here and keep writing the scripts, get all the characters on board, and we'll continue making the show. We don't care if Sci-Fi dropped them. And here you go. Expanse Season three's out. Um, you know, uh, The Karate Kid uh, on YouTube Red. I actually watched because they had like the first, I think, four episodes you could watch for free without subscribing to YouTube Red. It was actually not bad. <coughs> Excuse me. It was actually not bad. And, uh, you know, I thought, eh, maybe I'd subscribe to YouTube Red so I could watch it. But I don't know if there's anything else on there that I'd want. So I would probably just subscribe for one month and find out if there's any other shows on there that I'd actually enjoy. But it's got really high production value. It's a television show made on YouTube. Or made for YouTube or whatever. You know, times are changing. Things are moving in a direction where anybody can do anything they want. You know, as far as you know, telling a story um, in any medium, you know, writing audio, video, without having to invest tens of thousands, if not millions of dollars to actually do it. I mean, there have been bands that have went from making videos on YouTube to being worldwide touring, you know, award-winning bands, like Walk Off the Earth, you know, I mean, they did covers, and they used unusual musical instruments that you don't really see, and interesting cinematography tricks, and now they're, they they tour worldwide, you know, they were just a small band, now they're known the world over, Lindsey Sterling, one of the greatest violinists slash dancers living, she was, like, you know, lost on American Idol. Nobody wanted to see what she was doing, according to Pierce, what's his face? Um, you know, nobody would want to watch a girl dance on stage with a violin. That's what he said. And, uh, she's, you know, got millions of fans the world over. She's in music videos, she's collaborated with musicians all over the place. And, yeah, sorry, kid, nobody wants to see what you're doing, you know. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, she went from that to world famous. So don't think that you can't do something. Think that you can do it and then go do it. And then you might just be surprised at the results. I mean, I would have never thought when I started writing this science fiction book, then I'd be doing a book signing in a couple weeks. <laughs> what? You know? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just over the moon, you know, excited about that. 
I would have never thought I'd be doing a book signing, let alone having potentially more book signings coming around the bend. And, you know, how? How how is it that you've come to arrive here? I just started writing one day, and I was like, you know what? This is... I can't do this. 50,000 words. There's no way in heck I could write 50,000 words about the same thing. You know, a a continuous story. Never going to happen. Here I am. The book's out. I've got it in my hand. I'm getting ready to mail off the copies that were pre-ordered that I I offered to sign and mail to people. Getting ready to mail those off today. I couldn't yesterday because even though the post office's website said the post office would be open uh, for President's Day, it was not open for taking in new packages. It was open for, like, if you had a P.O. box and you were picking up your mail. Um, and mail delivery services were still running. So when they said mail services, I thought, okay, mail services, I need to buy postage. Not the case. Um, <clears throat> though, honestly, they could do a self-checkout for that. You could punch, I mean, you just set the package on there, punch in what you need, and tell it, the address and it could print out a label they could actually have a self-checkout for the post office which I think would be a really good idea come to think of it um, but anyway um, yeah so you know all in all it's going to be really interesting to see how the future shapes uh, in my life but I'm interested in you guys realizing how the future can shape in your own you know This is an exciting, exciting time to be alive because opportunities that didn't exist for your fathers and your grandfathers and your great-grandfathers and so on and so forth exist now because of technology. So guys and girls out there, I hope that you are inspired and I'd love to hear about those inspiring stories, those things you're working on. Like when I found out that my good friend who listens to the show, Seth, is actually starting, getting ready to start his own podcast. I was so excited. I was just like, you know, I was like, oh gosh, oh this is cool. He's actually recording episodes. That's awesome, you know. Um, and I can't wait to share what his show is with you guys. I, I told him, you know, to let me know as soon as he gets it ready. And uh, if he's listening to this episode, Seth, you know, I don't know how far behind you are because I know you were catching up. But, yeah, definitely send me the information on your show as soon as you get it, and I'll definitely get it advertised out for you. Um, But, yeah, hearing those types of success stories where people have decided that they're going to just go out there and take the leap and do something excites me, you know. And I cannot wait to to hear from you guys. So, definitely, if you're you're wanting to uh, reach out, you know, email me at the Creative Open Forum at gmail.com it's all one word there's no dashes spaces periods whatever it's just the creative open forum dot or the creative open forum at gmail.com and um definitely shoot me a message let me know what you're working on if you're writing a podcast i'd be more than happy to add it to the dual podcast instagram as well you know and i take your your show description show title put in there I tag you on it I tag you know podcasts and other things and get the word out <clears throat> and the people that I've worked with and done this for have seen pretty substantial increases in their listenership um, so I'm definitely excited and proud of the results that are turning out 
um, and, and it's been great. It's been fantastic. So thank you guys so, so much. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks, David. Hey, don't forget to check out David's website, carthoughtswithdavid.com. That's carthoughtswithdavid.com. And as always, Carthoughts out. Hey everybody, David here. Do you guys like science fiction? If so, I just released a novel. It's called Hurtling Toward a Home, A Story of Hope. It's set many hundreds of years in the future when Earth just couldn't support us anymore. We thought we had more time. We didn't take it seriously. We didn't listen to what was being said. And now we have to suddenly build ships and figure out a place to go, but where? So we decide to just go everywhere, to just send ships off in every direction that any scientist has ever said could potentially support human life. To give us the best chance of survival, we're going to try every planet. So we built ships and loaded supplies and robots on them and shipped them ahead to try and prepare and test the planets uh, to make sure that they were suitable as we were building our fleet to leave for our great exodus from Earth. This particular story follows one ship, the Hope, and one young man, Jonathan, as he's always dreamed of living this life of adventure from what he's seen from old Earth movies and read in novels, and he longs for that type of, of an adventure. He longs to set foot on a planet, and yet he is not. But after his 16th birthday, he gets sent off on a secret mission and an adventure that he never thought he would ever be able to live. I am so excited to share this journey with you guys, and I thank you guys for checking it out. Again, Hurtling Towards a Home, A Story of Hope by David Calvert.